Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The Democrats in the United States Senate failed in their extreme abortion bill. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, the Senate Democrats had a bill, and this bill was called the Women's Health Protection Act of 2021. And that particular bill was passed in the House, and it moved over to the United States Senate. This was the most radical pro-abortion bill ever. It already had 48 co-sponsors in the United States Senate, and they were on to pass that in the Senate. And this particular bill, Holly, if it had passed, and it barely failed a majority vote, but they needed actually 60 votes to override a filibuster, which they didn't have nearly that amount. But if it had passed, it would override all the state laws uh, and federal laws with regards to abortion, including waiting periods, informed consent, all restrictions that, quote, shame and stigmatize people seeking abortion services, such as ultrasounds. They consider that ultrasounds would be something that would stigmatize or shame a person considering an abortion. It would override parental involvement of both notification and consent. It would override anything reducing the availability of abortion services. It would override any restrictions on late-term abortion, thus permitting the gruesome partial birth abortion where a baby is pulled breech out of the womb and only the head remains in the uterus while the base of its skull is punctured and the brains are sucked out all while the baby is still alive. It would have overridden all of those laws. You know, and Matt, as we wait for the Supreme Court decision in the Dobbs case, which could potentially overrule Roe versus Wade, you know, we're praying that will happen. You can see what's happening here is they're scrambling to try to pass these radical bills to keep abortion at the forefront. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Senator uh, Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, used what's called Rule 14, and that allowed him to bypass the normal procedure and put the bill out on the Senate floor at any moment. And he is rushing, or he tried to rush, to get this passed in order to um, prepare for the potential overruling of Roe v. Wade, the Dobbs decision that was argued last December 1, 2021. And, you know, this is so tragic. So. They're pushing to try to continue to kill children. Yeah. I mean, what is so evil? H how more evil and sick can you get to push, try to push laws through so that you can continue to kill children? Even the late-term abortion, um, it, it's just, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing that happened yeah. in New York. Remember that with the mm -hmm. legislature giving high fives and, and they just... When allowed Como infanticide. You know, and when Como passed that late-term abortion, the attorney sitting next to him was the attorney in the Roe case. Yeah, yeah. Who pushed the abortion uh, rover's way through. The, the interesting thing is that this bill, it, this is how radical they are. They want to legalize the killing of innocent children, including late-term, which also would uh, 
allow again the gruesome partial birth abortion procedure. Now, even though that one has been banned in a number of, of states and that has been upheld by the Supreme Court, the fact is that there's other late-term partial, those other late-term abortion situations, uh, late second, third trimester, that are just as brutal, where they do the um, pull on uh, the body parts and just pull and rip it out limb by limb by limb. You know, Matt, why are we not, you know, shouting in every pulpit? I mean, what you're saying is just, I mean, God must be weeping. Yeah, and for we our should, pulpits to remain silent. Yeah, and we should be weeping and we should be yelling, you know, throughout the church. We cannot continue to do this. God will not continue to bless America while we kill our innocent children like this. This bill actually claimed that pro-life laws will continue to quote, and this is from the bill, perpetuate systems of oppression, lack of bodily autonomy, white supremacy, and anti-black racism. I'm still quoting from the bill. The violent legacy has manifested in policies including enslavement, rape, and experimentation on black women, forced sterilizations, medical experimentation on low-income women's reproductive systems, and the forcible removal of indigenous children. I mean, this is from the bill. Mm. Access to equitable reproductive health care, including abortion services, has always been deficient. I mean, this is critical race theory that they wanted to push in the bill. They're saying that pro-life laws are equivalent to medical experimentation on black people. But the truth is that Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood has been the one that is racist. Right, and we, we made that fact clear in our amicus brief that we filed in the in the Dobbs case. That's right, yeah, and we outlined that very clearly. That abortion, Supreme Court, they're all racist because they've allowed this to go on for years. Exactly, I mean, and there's a documentary called Myofa 21, which is about abortion as the leading cause of death in the black community. In fact, abortion kills more black Americans than the seven leading causes of death combined. That's staggering. There's more black children aborted in New York than there are born. Yeah, it's staggering. So, you know, this, this is uh, good news that this radical bill, this radical bill was stopped. Elections have consequences. These votes, and, and we have been able to block a lot of the radicalism on the Senate side, we haven't been able to block it on the House side because there's more Democrats there on the House side that are just pushing this through, and they pass all these things, and then it goes over to the Senate, and that's where our battlefield is, and that's where we've been able to uh, work with the members of the Senate to stop some of these radical bills, like the Equality Act, so-called, this abortion bill, and so many other laws uh, that are working their way over to the United States Senate. But they're not going to stop. Elections do matter. No, they're this not going to stop. This is not the end. They're not going to stop. It's not the end. And uh, so what they have uh, moved to in the last few years is something that is sort of under the radar, if you will, and that's chemical abortions, because now chemical abortions are the majority of U.S. abortions. The pro-abortion Guttmacher Institute created uh, released some data recently revealing that chemical abortions account for the majority of all abortions in America for the first time in U.S. history uh, in 2020. Every three years, Guttmacher surveys all known abortion providers in America. 
In 2020, abortion pills accounted for 54% of all U.S. abortions, an increase of 44% in 2019. Chemical abortions accounted for 39% of all abortions in 2017, an increase from 29% in 2014. So you're seeing here it goes from 29% in 2014 to 39% in 2017 to 44% in 2019 to 54% in 2020. Well, with COVID, you know, and some of the healthcare facilities were closed, the FDA temporarily allowed telemedicine to prescribe and mail these abortion pills. So it made it much more convenient for girls and women to have abortions. And then that decision was made permanent in December. Yeah, and this uh, that was under the Obama administration. According to the Guttmacher Institute, 16 states have introduced restrictions on these abortion chemical drugs, including seven states, which have introduced legislation to ban medication abortions entirely. 32 states already limit the health care providers who can provide medication abortions to doctors, even as providers such as nurse practitioners may also manage a patient's health. In 19 states, the prescriber must be present at the time that one of these drugs is administered, effectively barring telemedicine prescribing. Mailing abortion pills to patients is banned in Arizona, Arkansas, and Texas. So there's a lot of work still to be done on the state level to address these chemical abortions. These are terrible because... These uh, abortions are not safe uh, for the women, and they're certainly deadly for the unborn child. We need to return and pray and work all the time that America reclaims a sanctity of human life ethic. God help us. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. Call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.